So it's like we have to stop boxing people into this is just what I imagine you to be. Ooh. You you just have to let people show you who they are. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to give people that grace. Like you, I don't. <laughs> I'm finding out, especially as as an adult, that. Maybe it's not the right way to treat people the way you want to be treated. Perhaps you need to treat them the way they want to be treated and actually listen to that. What's up, Go-Getters? Welcome to Get Into It Podcast. My name is Jay Amanda. I'm a UX researcher, international psychology student, mama, and so much more. I leverage my experience in corporate America, interesting stories from my personal life and academia to deep dive into complex topics such as culture and tech from a psychological standpoint, all while trying to balance everything successfully. All right, let's get into it. What's up, Go-Getters? It's your host, Jay Amanda. Thank you for being here. As promised, I am celebrating Women's History Month again all this month, and I am really enjoying the guests that we've had on here this month so far. And of course, I have another amazing guest, my friend, Brandy Cotton. But before we get into that, I like to take this time to highlight someone that I learned about in one of my international psychology classes. Her name is Sonia Renee Taylor. She is the founder and radical executive officer of The Body Is Not An Apology, a digital media and education company promoting radical self-love and body empowerment as the foundational tool for social justice and global transformation. Man, I love that. She's also an award-winning poet, leader, activist, and author, y'all. Sonia has inspired millions of individuals to live radically, and she has a BA in sociology and an MSA in organizational management. Sonia continues to use her work to disrupt systems of inequality from an intersectional radical love, self-love, and global justice framework. Now, all of this information I got off of her website in a mix of social media, but let me tell you, this is just a tip of the iceberg. Go ahead and follow her on IG as Sonia Renee Taylor, and you can also get more information on Miss um, Sonia at www.sonyarenetaylor.com. All right, let's get into it. Brandy, thank you so much for being here. I have to introduce you to the world because this is a treat for me because now everybody gets to see how amazing you are. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But everybody, this is Brandy Cotton. We met at a um, technical school, I guess you say boot camp. Do we want to call it a boot camp? Because they've had a lot of changes now. I mean, yeah, I get boot camp because that's what the news articles say. Okay, so let's get a boot camp. But of course, before we get into this, I got to do something fun with you. We call it rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay, okay. Okay. Hot or cold? Hot. Hmm. Heels or kicks? Kicks. <laughs> I just, girl, so why must I think he's talking about heels like fine and heels? I'm like, what is the kid? Okay, okay. Uh, okay, so the next question would be purse or backpack? Backpack. <laughs> Where would you go? With, huh? You know what? We let let's come back to that a little bit later because we have to share <laughs> the first time we went out together. We were in Atlanta. Yeah, we gotta yeah. share that. Okay, we have to share yeah. that because that's that's funny. That's when I really got to know. Brandy. <laughs> okay, so where would you go on your dream vacation? Oh my goodness, it's got to be a beach. I mean, any beach. Um, one beach I've been dying to go to is Navarre Beach in Florida. Okay. Uh, Hawaii. Oh my gosh, just a private island. I just all the places with the water and the beach. Okay. As long as it's not hurricane season. Right. You have to plan accordingly. I don't on a beach in a shanty. 
with no possessions. I'd be perfectly fine. Oh, that's so sweet and unrealistic. That's wonderful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So unrealistic. <laughs> Just because we live in a technical world. Favorite exactly. holiday? My birthday. You know what? <laughs> Let's just pause, okay? Let's pause. Because I don't think people realize that your birthday is a holiday, because I know mine is. I, listen, okay, so I've, you know, I've homeschooled the kids for six years. Mm-hmm. And so our number one rule, like when we started homeschooling, I was like, you know what? This is our thing. We don't have to do this any kind of way. Guess what we don't do on birthdays? I don't care whose birthday it is. There's no school on birthdays. And we do whatever you want to do for your birthday. So I fondly remember spending six plus hours in a bounce house building with my son for his sixth birthday because that's all he wanted. And friends came and went like homeschool friends came during the day. Yes. Friends who were in school, family, they came after school and work. Okay. And it was good. I love we it. stayed till they closed. I think we went we went around mm. noon or one and mm. we stayed until 7 30, almost eight o'clock. And he was tired at the end, right? <laughs> he could have stayed home. <laughs> okay. Oh no, he was then he was in his element, baby. Okay. Okay, I gotta keep going. All right. Chocolate, yay or nay. Yes, all Thank the you. chocolate. God bless your heart. All right, favorite type of movies? Uh, has to be horror. Horror, okay. If you could only and suspense. Oh wait, horror and suspense. Okay, that's a yes. different level. Yeah, I like I like the suspense. I like different to be on, like, on the edge of my seat. Okay, I just I like that feeling. Do you like that to be mirrored in your real life? If you could only eat one flavor of ice cream, what would it be? Oh, goodness. Cake. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, that is surprising. Okay. If you could eat only... I mean, because like, I can put toppings on it. Cheesecake care. No, no. That's not a part of... No. 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 That is not a... What would you... Only one type of ice cream. No toppings. Nothing. Just is for what it is. Okay, cookies and cream then. Um, cookies and cream. Okay, little judgment. The judgment for me. There's a lot of it. There's I, a lot of it covered up this man. I just want to let you know that. Okay. I, I felt it. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, so are you a hopeful romantic or a hopeless romantic? Oh. Um. Hopeful. Okay. You don't sound sure at all. Hopeful romantic. It's like you hope for the best. Like you're hoping for romance. You're always looking for it. You're wanting it. Hopeless romantic is kind of like, you know, what we know. Like you're a sucker for, you know, the sweet things. And if it doesn't happen, you're super sad. And then you eat because you're sad. But you still want the love. Like, you'll take the love wherever it comes from, just because. Cedar between the two, then. I'm like, smack dab in the middle. Okay. A nice blend of the two. Okay. Because, like, I live for those moments that take my breath away. And mm. sometimes I'm a little deflated, but I don't get, like, so deflated. It's just like, oh, I need to cry and pity this out. Like, no, nah, it's not that bad. It's just like, okay, he didn't surprise me this time. It's all right. It's good. Yeah. I know. So I'm, like, right in the middle. Okay, okay, I should give it that. All right, if you eat pasta, which I know you do, mm-hmm. what favorite sauce do you have, red or white? Okay, I would have to go with white because my favorite pasta has to be crab alfredo. Okay, okay, cool. But it's some good stuff. Okay, I don't like the crab part, maybe by itself. Or on the side, but then again, people would say that I'm weird because I eat fish and spaghetti, fried fish and spaghetti. Do y'all do that in Alabama? You know, Quan does that. Really? He okay. does. I it's, think I like him. I think I like your husband. I think I do. <laughs> you know, we have this ongoing conversation on Stimacy, and it's funny because 
my one of my co-hosts, Chanel, you know, she always brings this up backstage with the guests. And they asked, she asked him, so does this sound like it's right? Fish and spaghetti? And I'm like, really, lady? Really? We got to go there? Right. <laughs> okay. I'm just tripping off the part that you say you think you like my husband because I don't like him. I don't like that. We don't like each other. And it's okay. We love each other. Oh, yeah. So Love that way like. <laughs> Y'all are sweet. Okay, last question. Would you rather fly? <laughs> Would you rather fly or take a road trip? I'm going to say fly because I want to go places that you can't drive to. Oh, I like that. Look at you being poetic. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I, I need to get out of America for a little bit. Oh, honey. Oh, I agree. Me too. Spread my wings. <laughs> and fly away. Okay. Look, you did an amazing job, but so okay. far you're the only one that we've had a conversation throughout, which I knew was going to happen. Oh, well, you know, let me add a bonus one. But since you are my first technologist guest, what makes a good technologist? Uh... Curiosity and tenacity. Ooh, yeah, I love those. I mean, because you have to you have to be curious enough to not give up when you hit things. You have to be willing to dig through it and figure out like, okay, if that didn't work, now I have to know why this didn't work, what does work and why it does work. And not only that, but the tenacity part comes in because you're going to search and search and you're not mm-hmm. going to find it at first. And it's like, you have to be willing to keep with it and to stick with it and just to keep going because there's hurdles to this thing. If that's not the truth. All right. And that goes beyond just coding. That's okay. That's we, can get, look, we can get to that too. <laughs> Okay, now, but before we get into all of that, I want to introduce you to the audience. Brandy Cotton, my friend since kindergarten, but we just met last year, no, two years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> two almost two years ago, almost. Well, you know, the last year was about 10, so who's counting? Hey, who's no counting? One. But, um, yeah. <laughs> we, so, um, we met at our tech boot camp, and I'm trying to think, what was our first encounter, though? I can't remember. Our first know. encounter had to be um, that in introduction week. I where- think that was it, because we're not the same type of technologists. You are a software engineer, whereas I am a designer and researcher, so we're on two right. different spectrums. But remember, because we, um, since we found the school through another program mm-hmm. we kind of all got lumped together because okay. of that program and so that's really what built that fund initially is okay hey we're all here we're in this group you look like me we met then and i think it was just um i don't know we just hit it off because that was a big deal right to see people that look like you and and have the same interests because you know t- Getting into technology, it's kind of it's intimidating, you know. Yeah. Whatever background that you come from, you may um, have never seen a woman that's in technology, or you may have never seen um, a person that looks like you, a person of col- color. And if you did, it's usually a man, <laughs> you know. Right. And they're usually someone who's very serious. Not only that, but it's just like with with what all led me to that place. It definitely was nice to find a group amongst the the cohort that we started with mm-hmm. to say these are my people exactly because um, I needed that and I was so glad that my family was understanding that I needed that because mm-hmm. there were several times where you know my group came before other stuff because of where we were. In yeah. school in that moment. And it was like, these are, this is my school family. These are the people that understand exactly where I am. And I know you're my husband. I know you're my children. But for this particular leg of this journey and for where I am in this part of it, I need to 
be surrounded by people who are in the thick of it with me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Because and breaking in the tech, um, especially if you're not coming from a degree mm-hmm. and all that, if you're not coming from a degree in computer engineering or, or you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, if you're not if you don't have the computer science background, then it's that much harder. It really is, it really does take an entire village. Yep. And you have to be willing to, you know, be that person to open up and say, I need my village. Where mm-hmm. are you? And call those names. And that's hard too, right? Because <laughs> you don't, especially, and I'll say, now I did come from academia, right? And then it's kind of like, you really don't reach out, right? You make sure that you do your own research. You do your own work. You're an adult. You know, if you were to reach out to someone, you better know what you're asking ask the right questions but in technology you really don't know sometimes not all the time but right. sometimes you really don't know those questions like you may have something <laughs> which you helped me a lot because <laughs> when it came time to the coding part of my program the ui part of what i was doing, i was like wait a minute wait a minute this doesn't make any sense i was doing great in the design what is going on here and i'm like you say, uh, Jay, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, I don't know. In my head, I know, but I can't find the words to tell you that I know. But even then, that was a learning experience because I had to be extremely vulnerable to even ask questions. And, and the crazy part is, like, when it comes to tech and solving those problems, the easiest way at least for me, mm-hmm. to get to the answer is to be able to explain it to my husband or my children. That's true. Because once I start breaking it down enough where I'm explaining it to them, then it's like, it hits me. It's like, whoa, wait, that was it? Yep. That's all I needed to do? Yep. Or, you know, like, praying, that's mm-hmm. another time. <laughs> When answers have just come to me, I'm just sitting in church and it's time for prayer. And it's like, oh, this is the answer to that code problem I've been having all week long. I remember you telling me you were in, <laughs> wait a minute, what, I'm trying to remember the story. You were in church and yes. you all were praying and you were like, oh, wait a minute. And you stopped, I think, to write down a, a literally a, like a syntax of code, right? Yes. <laughs> It literally, as we started praying, it hit me what I needed to do because we were building a maze and I had to try to keep my player from going out of the maze. Right. And I couldn't get that part figured out. It's like, how do I keep my player from going through this wall? How do I let this player know there's a wall there? Because it's not really technically a wall. It's just a border that I put around this field to make it look like a wall. How do I make this player know that? And that if statement hit me right then and then I'm like, you know, I have my phone here. It has a stylus. I'm just going to jot this down. Lord, you know my heart. I'm going to say you gifted this to me and you wanted me to have yes. this. And you wanted to test like how, how dedicated I was to this technology career thing. And see, I'm so dedicated that I'm going to make this note now. And ask for forgiveness later. Uh-huh. Exactly. Well, no, that, God bless you. Because you did this. <laughs> you did right. this. You were, I will tell you, you were like super coder because <laughs> you were helping everybody. Because you definitely helped me. Like you were like everybody's favorite coach. But like because I know or I got a chance to know you when we were in school, I knew the purpose behind it, the intention, like the drive that you had. It wasn't just, yeah, I got to make good grades because I think that's that's a little bit where I was coming from. But, you know, you know, as far as me, like I had a goal. I have to reach that. I got a lot at stake. But you have you had a lot of stake, too. Can you tell right. like shared like a little bit of your story or what you're comfortable with sharing? Oh, I mean, I'm comfortable sharing end of the day i mean if if any of my words help somebody else then goodness just to know that it's possible so uh my husband and i've been together for 17 years and in the beginning of our relationship um i was the the breadwinner like i was he was stay at home dad uh because 
what we we got together in January. We got pregnant, found out we were pregnant in March, had our first baby in November. So like that's our first year together. Mm-hmm. And you know, along that time we proposed to each other several times. Um and we all, we've always been low income, but we've always been trying to um get out of that. But at any rate, when baby number two came along, um, I was working from home and then that position ended. And so September of 08, I became a stay-at-home mom while he worked. And we went that way, goodness, until uh, just last year where I had to, well, not just last year, 2019 was when I got my next job after that. Now, between that time, I had done some direct sales, some different gig works, different things like that. But the thing really um, changed. Uh, baby number three came along in 2010. Uh, and in 2017, my husband was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. And so that was one of the hard points for us because we found out March of that year that it was stage four. So it's like, well, this is scary because we have a seven, nine, and 13-year-old. 13? Yeah, seven, nine, 13. And so it's like, okay, no, we can't go here because my kids had had that day long enough. So, um, and then we also had a miscarriage that year. And goodness, I'm trying to think what else happened that year. I think that was the year I had to have a root canal. Oral surgery, oral surgery for me. So 2018 comes along. He's the one with oral surgery. He has a fall, gets a concussion. That's where he ended up going on FMLA, getting fired on FMLA. It's the whole thing. Still dealing with that now. And then I try to pick up the slack because now he's unemployed and I haven't worked since um, September of 08. Here's almost 10 years. Uh, I'm applying for jobs and I'm helping out doing different little things and I'm helping a friend set up a wedding. It starts raining. Lo and behold, I slip on this concrete, tear my ACL. I have to have surgery. So it it was just a whole ordeal, a whole debacle. I had surgery August of that year. Finally was able to really do something on my leg November of that year. Um, December was a little bit better. But that whole year, from the time I had surgery until the time that I started our boot camp, we went that year with no income, uh, just barely scraping by. If it were not for my church, my neighbors, um, and a, a friend having me babysit her kids, like, I don't know how we would have made it. Yeah. Because, you know, some months we only got $300 in for a family five. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are we going to do this? But every time I questioned, every time I, I got afraid, um, something always came through. And so that brings me to December of 18, where we found that other program that we went through. No, no, no. That was when I got introduced to uh, Lambda School. Okay. And uh, I was going through their program, but I wasn't really getting into it. Then I found the other little program that we went through. And um, when I found that, that's what really started building the habit. Okay. And then I started going the self-teaching route because I was just like, oh, no, I'm going to need more of my time because I still need to get a job. You know, that's what I was focused on. And so then we, I went through our school where I ended up um, doing the Earn and Learn. And that definitely made up a lot of the of income that we needed. And then started coaching. And then what? December of 19 started coaching full time. So it's like, okay, good. Now I don't need this earn and learn. And you know, I've lost the question at this point. But <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a question. I just want you to share your, your story because every I think everybody's um story is so interesting, especially when we talk about um technology, because there's still people that think that, you know, this is beyond me. I don't have the correct education or how do you even start? I think a lot of people think that you should automatically go to a boot camp, but maybe they don't have, um, you know, there's different factors that you can, you should consider, you know, right. um, 
where's your credit? <laughs> you know, because if you don't have the means to pay up front, you have to have pretty good credit to even get that. Or it has to be some something has to work out. Right. Um, right. Or you can self teach yourself. But if you have no idea what you want to do or where you want to go. A bouquet it's hard. It is very hard. It's very hard. And so that's where that's where like really delving into a community. If you if you say I want to be a technologist, mm -hmm. then like my first thing is okay, go out there and actually search what type of technologists are there. Mm -hmm. What do they do? Look at videos. Find a community because my goodness, there's so many communities between Discord, Slack. Um, you can find oh, them on Twitter. Wait, I don't, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, we. Um, so you know me, I try my best not to use industry words, right? Um, just because whoever hears me, I want them to get it immediately and not like, well, right. here's another podcast that's going over my head as far as technology. This makes no sense. So. I actually didn't hear the word technologist until after graduation. I didn't know what it was up until then. So I guess we, we would say a technologist is somebody who works in an area of technology, technology. pretty much. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I got yeah. that question once before, which I think it makes sense because anything can kind of flow through your head, depending on who's saying it. Right. Because if you say technologist, more than likely, you're automatically thinking this person is coding. And that's not always true. Right. Well, see, and a lot of people think when they hear technologists that it's it's just IT. <laughs> and so... How many computers have you fixed and printers? How many, have, how many people have asked you to fix their printer, fix their internet and their computer? There's only one that asked me that. <laughs> you I know who she is. Oh, I get she's that question. She's a sweet soul. She's a sweet soul. She, she is. I love her. I love your neighbor. I, know you I love your neighbor. I so funny. Uh, I get that question a lot. And it's it's interesting because I'm like, so that's not my field. And I no. barely code. So. <laughs> it would be more of a systems administrator. Yeah. Yeah. That make sure that the machines are running and that there's connectivity to internet. I believe that it'd be systems administrator, but there's, that's the thing. There's so many different things in IT, you know, it there's, is. I mean, well, in, in technology is what I meant to say. Well, you know, I too, like you, yeah. this is what I love about technology. Literally whatever your, um, whatever you like to do, or whatever you're passionate about, you can do that within technology. I don't know any other field that you can do that you right, can mix your hobby or your likes, your passions with right. successfully and make money. That, that's, the <laughs> that's the thing. And mm -hmm. it's just like, you, you feel like, oh my goodness, I have to be this, that, or the other. And it's like, no, you don't. You mm -hmm. just have to be you and come in and you have to be really good at self-evaluating, I believe, as well, because you have to know, is this for me? Yeah. And that's something that you're going to have to evaluate at every time. Is this really for me? And when it came to um, me as software engineer, I really didn't have that question of, is this for me? Because it just felt right. And it's partially because I've always loved puzzles. I always love to dig into the why and how does this work and how can I make this work? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I take all of this as, as a big puzzle. I'm always trying to solve the puzzle. I'm always trying to take the pieces that I have and get them to form one cohesive thing. Yes. And so that's the part of it that I like because even, even tonight we were riding around, my husband and the kids and I, and um, my son's on his tablet. And most people are like, oh, my kid's always on his tablet. So I was playing Roblox. No, my 10-year-old son is on his tablet. What was he doing? Sudoku. Yes. Because he is a 
game slash puzzle lover like his mama. Okay. I love that. that that's his thing. So just taking that into account, it's like, yep, that, that's my boy. He's he's gotta he's gotta do some things. He's gonna show the world. I, I believe that. I believe that because you have some very creative and talented kids. I'm it's I it's so cool now because now our children are at an advantage. Whereas right. you know how so we grew up similar. <laughs> And I think that there were key people in our uh, immediate family that really wanted more for us and tried their best to yes. expose us to different things, right? Which which they did. And that's where it all started, that sparking that um, interest, that curiosity, right? Right. But now, since we're in this world that's filled with technology and we're only, we're not even where we can be like technology is still no. fairly fairly new to the masses like it's always been around but where we are right now this is nothing <laughs> this no, is nothing. everything is fairly like we're in the baby stage we're just crawling yes. you know just figuring things out but there's so many brilliant people and the children that are coming up now that's why one thing that really frustrates me is that technology is not available and accessible for all, especially for children and teenagers still when it comes to schools. I'm hoping that that would change, especially since we're <laughs> in this wonderful COVID bubble uh, of uh, <laughs> of a situation because you have to use technology. Not many kids are in school. Um, we know why. And so right. I think that they're getting more exposed to it, but that's pretty much just the internet. I'm hoping that Coding, like different aspects of technology is more so accessible for them and not just for the, I hate to say normal, but for the normal learner without any learning right. disability or like any disability at all, which that comes into play, the accessibility part of it. But yeah, when it comes to like our kids, I'm, I feel, I feel like I'm doing something right. Okay. So let me ask you, Brandy, how do you feel about one, being a parent that's a technologist. And you know how some kids think that they can get over on their parents, but now we've taken it to a whole nother level. Right. <laughs> you so, can't hide anything. You can't. <laughs> I don't think my kids like it much because mm. I'm that parent that um, I have my Google family set up. Ooh, same. Same, honey. So it's like, I know where you are, I know what you're doing, and I can see what apps you spent time on. So you can tell me all day that you've done this, mm -hmm. but I can see not only that, but because we're on Google Family, you can't erase your history either. Because, you know, you can see it out there. So, um... They're pretty little liars, aren't they? <laughs> they are pretty little liars. <laughs> Understatement of 2021. Isn't it? Isn't it? I heard um I heard something so funny the other day. I was at a webinar. My um ooh, you have to meet her. You have to meet her. But um there I heard a statement that said 2021 is 2020 with bangs. See, and <laughs> you can say that anyway I'm, you want. I am of the persuasion to not relate 2021 to 2020. Okay. Listen, we we treated 2019 bad. Mm, that's what it was. 2019 got its big brother 2020. Mm -hmm. And when 2020 got treated bad, you know, it came out punching, slinging, and now it's been called 2021 on us. So at this point, it's like, okay, we're going to be nice to you. 2021, you are your own magical little... We have to be. We have to be. Because it started off with a little tip for tantrum there. Start off with a little tip for tantrum. And I was like, I need my first month. To not be full with, and okay. yeah. But you know, I also have to say too that like I'm one of the few people who uh, refuses to say that 2020 was a bad year for me. I um, because one, I'm a loner for the most part anyway. Like I'm a homebody, so I didn't miss too much of going out. It did get old. Uh, it took me until. Sports season started back up. So, like, mm. September, I was just like, 
my kids still can't play sports. I can't yell for them. I can't embarrass them. You could have brought them to uh, Mississippi. They never stopped, really. They didn't stop here. That's sad. That, that wasn't the question, though. The question wasn't if are they doing sports or not. The question are is my my <laughs> husband and it's the bill when the CDC says if you're on this list, yeah. stay away. My husband marks off several of those. Yeah. So it's like we we quarantine and we isolate at a certain level because we love him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like it's it's been hard because I have not stepped foot in my church since I think I went in February, but see, I also think we had COVID early. And so if I did go in February, it's like, I got to go one Sunday and then it was still a quarantine. That was last year? Like, yeah. Okay. Because we got sick in February, stayed sick most of that month. I think I made it to one Sunday or maybe a Wednesday Mm -hmm. after I got better and was feeling like I can go places and do things. And then next thing I know, quarantine. How long were you sick? Uh, we had about two and a half weeks, really. Okay, that makes that makes sense. I was gonna say if it was if it was shorter than that, probably not. Um, but yeah, it's like two little bit over two weeks. It's it's tough Girl, to deal with. The way that thing started off, like literally, I woke up. It was our anniversary. I woke up that morning and around. I was like, hey, it's her anniversary. We hadn't said happy birthday. So we go in here and say something. And I walked in the room with him and I went, oh. I'm like, where did that come from? It was just the strangest, hardest talk ever. Wow. Just one. And by that afternoon, by like, by the time we got out of school that yeah. day, I was down. Oh, I was wow. beat. We were sick. I mean, sick, sick. Couldn't move. Everything. Eight, just horrible, horrible, horrible. I think I want to say I want to say. And I think I remember you saying that you were sick, and I was like, "Oh, I hope you feel better." And I remember talking about it on the, show, you know, on Stimbacy, Um, and we were talking about you know this thing is if it comes to the United States, this is what we should do. Let's be ready. Like we were talking about this in January, and then right. when. <laughs> When it came to the U.S. and it seems like nobody believed that this was a thing. I think it's because um, we're very privileged as a society in general <laughs> and well, see, feel entitled. But see, you have to think about like you're saying when it when it came to the U.S. I honestly am of the persuasion to believe that it was here before then. It's very possible. It's very because, possible. and especially. In Tuscaloosa, because we have the university here. And mm-hmm. so we have a lot of um, people on research visas in and out. And so there's a thriving community mm-hmm. here where, you know, it could have been brought over. It has. You don't so, really know. But it's like when you get the warning from the CDC... I just need us to take things seriously. But the people who were in charge (laughs) didn't really take it seriously. So, you know, there's that. But that's in the past. Anywho, (laughs) I wanted to ask you, oh, no, before I ask you that, we have got to tell them this story about when we first, like, so, so yes, we met at school, but we got a chance to actually... You know, intermingled. COVID wasn't, I don't think it was a thing then. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. I don't remember what was before COVID. It's like my life like, is a blur or something like that. But it was literally before that, right? Well, so. We were not wearing masks. I think it was. We weren't wearing masks. It wasn't quarantine. So, okay, no. The week that we were in Atlanta mm-hmm. was literally the week before quarantine because I was supposed to go to Atlanta the following weekend. I remember. But that event got canceled. I remember. I remember. I I was supposed to travel March, April, May, June. Like, yeah. It was so, 
It was so many supposed to. It was like 2020 was supposed to be everybody's year where we were just like, yes, we're doing it big this year. And then it's like, no, you're doing it real small this year. That's what Everybody you're doing. Doing We're doing it tiny. <laughs> teeny, okay, tiny, tiny. Well, we got to go a little bit of all the things. Just exactly. a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. And so but, I remember, um, I, so I was excited because our school event there, I think they were trying a campus inside of like campus there. And I was right. excited because it was in Atlanta. And I'm like, yes, I'm going back to Atlanta. Awesome. This is like home. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a chance to show you around Atlanta. And I was trying my best to sell you on Atlanta. I couldn't quite get you. And then when we went shopping, my God, you, I didn't know you were difficult. I didn't know. You told me. I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> I am very much myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plain Jane. Like, I don't, I don't do names. Like, I really, I really don't care for names. You know, the only thing I actually care about a name is these New Balance I got over here. Like, I love New Balance. Don't ask me why. Okay. I love New Balance. That's wonderful. I like the support. I mean, but it's I have flat feet. New Balance feels really good in my feet. I here's the thing: when you talk about shoes, it's <laughs> the most boring conversation. I'm like, why is she talking about it? Like, this is a have to. This is a but. Give me because some excitement. I never shoes. Tell me colors. She's like, yeah, this is support. I'm like, who am I talking to, my grandma? excited about shoes or person here's the thing you're not excited about anything that goes on your body except for electronics that's where we were like okay cool now we can have a conversation here's the thing okay y'all now i'm not <laughs> i am not a mall person i actually hate them all but i wanted to show brandy around atlanta like because i love atlanta it's, it's just home right and so I'm trying to sell her. We went to several different malls just so she could see <laughs> and have different experiences, right? <sighs> we go into, I think the one that we stayed in the longest was Perimeter Mall. Yeah, the, that's yeah. the longest we were in was Perimeter Mall. And we went into, was it Macy's? Because we were trying to return. I think it was Macy's. Yeah, you're, um, Brandy was trying to return some shoes. But if you, <laughs> you know, and Macy's, there's several departments that you have to go through before you get to the shoe department. Me, like a little kid in the candy store, every time I saw something cute, I was like, oh, look at this, and stop. Oh, look at this, and stop. And Brandy's like 18 miles ahead of me, and she's like, oh, you like that? <laughs> you don't like this? This is beautiful. And I'm like, look, this is studded leather, leather, and this is this, and feel this, and you're like, it's too small, or that's too big, or where am I going to put this? And I'm like, I know that this is not real. I know that this is not real. You are not talking about this coach bag. How can you not see this and not like this? How can you not fall in love? Uh, my husband was like, okay, babe, you need some clothes. And I'm like, uh, are you going to pick me up? Because I'm not <laughs> going to. And so we went to Lane Bryant. Uh-huh. And he picked out some stuff for me and told me to try it on. And I looked, tried it on. And he was like, I like this. I like that. I don't like this. And I'm like, okay, whatever you like, that's what we're getting. Because I'm not, I'm not looking. No. Okay. Now I can feel you with the not looking. Because I don't like to look. I'd rather shop online. However, comma, when I see stuff and it's so pretty, I have to stop and look. Like I, I imagine myself in it and then. If finances prevent, I, I have it. I have to buy it. Like, okay, I care about my appearance and that I want to be clean yes. with no holes. Um <laughs> and it fits. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, since this is women's month, I know that this is always an interesting conversation because you always have interesting views. And I <laughs> I want to know, how do you, what do you feel about Women's Month? Like, what does it mean to you? So, I'm that person that a lot of things kind of lack meaning to me. 
And it's not to say that women's accomplishments are important. It's not to say, like, even Women's History Month, Black History Month, any of these just branded months, I don't really get with them. I don't jive with them because at the end of the day, I wake up and have woken up every day of my life as a Black woman. Mm -hmm. So every day that I wake up Black, every day that I wake up a woman, it's a day for me to celebrate Black accomplishment, being Black, woman accomplishment, being a woman, and to show that women can do what they set themselves up for. And so um, that's that's what I do. So honestly, I didn't even know that March was Women's History Month. I think this is the first year, like, it's really a thing for me. And it's like, you know, okay, it's cool. People are highlighting this, that, and the other. But it's like, are we highlighting the highlight? Mm. Or are we highlighting because, well, this is the month to highlight it. And so we're going to put the attention there and then sweep it under the rug the rest of the year. Like, no, 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 let's not do that. Because if it were not for women, none of us would be here. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I feel like we should just always be celebrating. Yeah. Always be celebrating. Celebrate those differences. Celebrate those similarities. Celebrate your culture. Celebrate how you were born Mm -hmm. celebrate all of that because at the end of the day like you spend so much time with all this other stuff and going back and forth with well we're celebrating if we're doing this we're trying to include this and by the time you're done going through all of that you're dead Mm -hmm. so why focus on all these little nitpicky parts i always celebrate live it to the fullest and be done so what do you what do you think, I guess, companies, because it's kind of hard to change the world, but what do you think companies or something that we could do that we could celebrate women just all year long and not just keep it towards, oh, March is the day to highlight all these women? Because if you, if you have a group of women, you're going to forget somebody's name probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, so the important thing is that we really just value people mm-hmm. so you know when you come across someone they're doing something great give them that shout out um when you learn something new when you learn you know if it's if it's your first time figuring out that hey this wonderful black man garrett morgan invented the traffic light then you know celebrate that in that moment put that out there put it in the air let somebody else learn but like just let's just keep keep the knowledge flowing, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, that's the best thing we could do is flow that knowledge, share that knowledge and always apply. And not only that, but goodness, let's always make sure that we're listening to people because mm-hmm. we have to, we have to listen to the voices that are out there because those voices are telling where we're lacking. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't you can't undermine that. Oh, it's just another woman saying that. No, no, no. There's there's something they're lacking. Yeah. Let's address that and let's make it better so that it's not a constant lack. Because if you know it's lacking and you do nothing for it, then what's the point? I think that's a really great point because for some reason, um, and we talk about this a lot. There's Two sides of the coin, right? It's either we're going to be superwoman and then we risk burnout, which more than likely we will have burnout. Or it's like, okay, well, even if we are doing all the things, whether it's great or not, usually we're doing things pretty great, right? Right. But if one one improvement that we're looking for or amendment, then it's a complaint or don't rock the boat. Or maybe you should stay in your lane, woman. You know, and how do you like, feel about that? I think that's ridiculous because I don't I don't see how the accomplishments of women can be undermined. Hmm. I don't understand that. I don't understand like, oh, oh, women aren't smart. It's like where where did you get that from? Hmm. Like there's so much that goes into people that you can't just say women are this and men are that and leave it that cut and dry because 
while I'm a woman, I'm very well aware that I have a masculine thought pattern. Mm-hmm. I understand that. There's, there's several different things that I do that are on the masculine side of things. I'm a woman, proud to be a woman, will always be a woman, celebrate all those features that I have that come along with that. But also, I'm, I'm aware that, okay, I don't, I communicate like a woman and like how I talk and giggling, hee hee hee, but then there's a lot of things that I do that I notice are masculine. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm obviously going to have a different set of skills from you because you don't have as much of that masculine. Like I see that you have some masculine tendencies, tendencies that are labeled as masculine. Mm-hmm. And so it makes you stronger in different areas. Yeah. And so it's like, we have to stop boxing people into this is just what I imagine you to be. Ooh. You you just have to let people show you who they are. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to give people that grace. Like you, I don't, <laughs> I'm finding out, especially as, as an adult, that maybe it's not the right way to treat people the way you want to be treated. Perhaps you need to treat them the way they want to be treated and actually listen to them. Because that's two different ways that you you know, you're approaching, these are different now. People are speaking up more, you know, it's not just, right. And especially women, which well, I love. You have to give grace to those that are just initially interacting with you. Just, just be happy in who you are, regardless of how the world takes you. And if you are really, truly happy in who you are, everything else falls in place. It does. It really does. I agree with that. It um, but like we like we talk about on and off of the podcast, that comes from you know like personal healing, and then knowing that you need to heal in some area because it's kind of like it. if you if you neglect yourself in any area, it doesn't matter if you are um you know, going through emotional, mental, physical, sexual abuse. If you do not, if you ignore yourself, if you ignore your, your feelings and those thoughts in your head, it's one, it's one thing to say, okay, well, I hear these negative thoughts in my head. I'm not going to dwell on them. That's one thing. Right. But if you hear thoughts in your head, that's constantly berating you and you completely ignore them and you're always masking, even if you're in, you know, your private time by yourself. Like, no, I don't feel this way. You need to acknowledge that. Your body is telling you the truth. Your mind is telling you the truth. It's not trying to set you up. It's trying to protect you. And so even if you you put that going towards um, just in life and how you deal with other people and things, you know, you're going to be guarded if you haven't done the healing because the healing process takes a very long time Man. before you can do anything that's physical. Uh, that healing process takes a very long time because Baby. the first thing Baby. is accepting it. The first thing <laughs> is accepting that you are unequivocally broken. Yeah. And, and the thing with being broken is it's okay to be broken as long as you are aware that you are broken. And you're ready to take the steps to heal yourself. You have to have a good circle too. Yeah, you it's can't like do but, that you, but to, to even be able to heal mm-hmm. from being broken, you have to be okay with the fact that you're broken. Well, because see, you have to point out those things that have broken you. Yeah, that's hard. It's worth it, but it's hard. Yeah. Because it's usually the people that you respect the most, that you love yeah. the most, that have yep. really um, hurt you, really who, dropped the ball. Not all of them really wanted that connection with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, especially when you when you always hear everybody talking about, oh, how great their grandma was. And oh man, or or mom, you didn't have right, or mom, you just that. You didn't have the experience, or you get to hear like people talk about all the things they do with their sister, and you're like, 
I wouldn't know. Well, if you if I knew my sister, I know I have one. So it's, you know, there's secrets and there's things that you have I mean, to be okay with. Look, I'll tell you when you when you open that door to start to heal, you have to be ready. Yes. Because so many you you will think that you're healing in one area and everything else starts coming out of the woodworks. Everything. So you also have to understand too that with with that healing journey, you're also gonna be on a journey to find you're happy. Oh yeah. And so you know, as you're healing, you're gonna have all this old stuff coming up. Yeah. But then while you're on this journey to find you're happy, all this new stuff's going to come up. So you've got to be ready at it, ready for it from both ends. Because the old stuff and trying to heal that can break some relationships. The new stuff that you're finding you're happy can break those relationships. But I saw, I want to say it was a commercial. It may not have been a commercial though, but I saw something and... I've completely embraced this and it's it's been a big part of my happy, my healing, my journey. Mm-hmm. And it's that I look at myself as an individual headed to the penthouse. Okay. okay. Now But you won't go shopping. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> I had to throw it okay. in there. So we know the penthouse is at top floor. Yeah. Some people get on and off. Everybody can't go to that top. I love that. So you have to be ready. There's a secret code and everything. As growth, when when you grow, you're going to leave some people behind. A lot of people. You're going to pick some people up. And And you don't owe those people an explanation. Just like they don't owe owe you an explanation. explanation. And, And just know like, Honestly, when you really take this on and you really, really, really feel, okay, I'm going for my happy. I'm going to do this by any means necessary. When you're really locked into that place, it's going to come fast. Oh, yeah. It's going to be some hurt. It is definitely going to be some... There's a lot of of hurting and there's a lot of crying, but as fast as that comes and you start to accept and then release... Um, that's when things start to really move. And then you start to see people come into your life that you're like, I didn't know I needed you. Thank you. you." (laughs) And not only that, but when you see how much the group that has been removed from your life is holding you back, when you see how much that weighs you down, when you see how heavy that made you feel, like you were like, you look at kind of that's true no no that's that's very true that's very true the people that don't recognize you and your newness is because they are only familiar with the old you not the new you and and that that brings up what you just said they brought up another um popular phrase that like got me through a lot of stuff was it something that i said you said the people that don't recognize you and your newness that's what brought it up but Stop explaining yourself to people who are content misunderstanding you. Ooh, I had to learn that. I had to learn it. I just learned it last year. And I just started to implement it this year. I think people talk about it like low points, right? I don't know if I would associate it with a low point, but I would think it's like, okay, the when is your breaking point for you to say, okay, you've accepted the healing journey, right? Do right. you really want? Do you really want to go? Because there's some things that you have to cut off, some people that you have to cut off, and people will talk about you, and they are committed to telling other people about how terrible you are. But then you start to get with your people, your family, like your real family, your circle, right? And these are the people who see you for who you are. They know uh, what you've been through. Not judging, right. they support you, and even on your journey of just success, because things start to turn around so quickly. You meet new people. You, it's like, I, cause you, okay, you know this year how it's been, and I want to get into yes. like what you, um, what you've already started doing already, which I'm 
so proud of you. You had your first <laughs> talk. Like when I I remember, I can't remember when it was, but I remember we had a conversation in passing. And, you know, we were talking about, you know what I would like to do? You know what I would like to do? And I think we both mentioned, I would love to talk and teach in some capacity about the things that I like, that I'm passionate about, people actually listen. My God, can we say opportunities, they're just flowing out the window, door, you just had to talk. Yes, I did. I was a panelist um, um, on the WIP. WIP had their summit for their leadership awards. What is WIP for people that don't know? WIP is Women in Tech Hollywood. All right, Hollywood. So, yes. And so they had their, their, um, their awards, but they also, they partnered with several um, nonprofit organizations that help serve underrepresented communities. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to um, have panelists who were alumna of those organizations just to speak about, you know, where we were, how we got introduced to the organization and um, how that organization has helped. And so my particular organization was Pip Up Tech uh, because my goodness, my first role in tech it's all thanks to them. I no. mean, if I had never gone through their session, been exposed to Salesforce, I would have been like, I wouldn't have even known what this thing was <laughs> when it was time to interview. You know, but because I had done that, I spent that time, I got to uh, build another little nest of community. I got to attend some Salesforce things. I got a chance to really be a part of the ecosystem and it really did open some doors for me. And so I can't say thank you enough just for, um, for working with them. But yes. And the other great thing is, so I really feel like breaking into tech, especially coming from not computer science background, Mm -hmm. um, it takes a community. And so I remember appointed my first mentor and and I had a, a pretty big interview once I graduated uh from school and so I got a second mentor. Well as I was going through interviews and going to events, I made sure to connect with these people. And by the time I get to the end of it, I have eight mentors. You know, and each of them brings something a little different to the table. And so it was actually one of my eight mentors who brought the speaking engagement to me. That is was amazing. That is amazing. See, this circle is coming all back around. Okay, so I know I don't, I do not want to hold your, uh, hold you up because we could talk all night. But yes. what is the last, I guess, piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to get into tech? or um, just curious about technology. And if you have anything that's coming up that you want to share, let us know. So um, my recommendation for anyone want to get into technology is really get out there and see what's out there. Because when I, when I first started, um, I was like, oh yeah, I want to be a coder. Well, as I'm going through and I'm learning more, I'm like, oh, but I like this cloud stuff. This is cool. And so I did the Google Cloud Learning Workshop, you know, just to really get a chance to experience. Oh, I kind of like the no-code, no low-code stuff. And so that's what led to me um, tamper, fooling around with Salesforce and really getting to experience it. And then as I was going through and I'm looking at jobs and applying different things, I'm like, oh, I kind of I did like figuring out the issues with the CICD which is the continuous integration, continuous delivery, which is the pipeline that actually makes sure the site can run. Um, and it's like, okay, I kind of like that. I kind of like DevOps. And um, then I, I dig around some more and I'm like, okay, I like SRE, site reliability engineering. And so uh, now my role, I kind of get to do a little bit of it. Like right now, I'm kind of on the UI side, but there's a site reliability engineering part of it. I'm actually considered an SRE builder, which is so cool because most people, you have to be in your career for years Mm -hmm. before you can get to that place. And my first role at a big company, and I'm already in SRE. So I tackled myself daily. Okay, Brandy, 
you got to put yourself out here. You got to start saying something because there's so much that in this journey could have broken you, but the way that you, you put yourself together, the way that you, you pulled and you clawed towards this thing, Mm -hmm. um, that, that's, that made a big difference. So it's like, how do I put all of this out where I can be an encouragement to other people? I'm working on that. So that's probably something as well that's coming up for me. It's just me working on how to tell the full story. Never stop learning. If you're interested in something, Google it, basically. See what's out there. See what appeals to you. Because even if you get a certification in something and you don't use it right now, to have that certification can get you in the door so you can do what you want. And don't try to go it alone. No, you have to find a community. You know, if it's a... If it's just a community of uh, a BIPOC community mm-hmm. of technologists, fall into those groups because you don't know who's going to say what you need to hear to mm-hmm. point you in the direction that you want to go. That's so true. Man, that is so true. Yeah. You're not self-made. You're community-made. And your community is super important. And if your community is not doing what they can to support you and vice versa, you might want to look for something else. Right. Okay, well, Brandy, I so appreciate you. This has been so fun. I hope everybody has learned something from you. Where can we follow you on social media? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have people uh, looking into you now. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn, uh, BD Cotton, I think, LinkedIn, slash N, slash BD Cotton. Uh, everywhere else, I believe I am Tech Queen B. You and my queen, I'll say. <laughs> We can spell tech. B is just the letter B. My queen is Q-U-3-3-N. Okay. And that holds a special place in my heart because I was 33 when I started making this transition. Yeah. And so I've always been on this queen bee around my house. So Mm -hmm. the 33 instead of the E's has been, it's like, I have a soft spot in my heart for that. I love that. So take queen B. Okay, on Twitter and IG, right? And BD Cotton on LinkedIn. Thank you again. This has been awesome. You're amazing. And I love you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to Get Into It Podcast. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Make sure you subscribe, comment, and share with others. Also, make sure you follow us on social media, IG, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Let me know what you thought of today's podcast. I upload episodes every week on Tuesdays. Until then, peace, love, and light. Go get us.